were on a break. We were on a break. We were on a break. We really were on a break. to They Were On A Break podcast. We are on season one, episode 13, The One With The Boobies. It's your favorite gal pals, Katie and Chloe. Hello, welcome. What are you up to? Ooh. What are you doing over there in your friend shirt? She's repping a wonderful friend shirt today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in my SpongeBob shirt. I'm not doing it right. H&M, H&M. <laughs> oh, also, we uh, totally recorded a podcast uh, this podcast already and we had technical difficulties <laughs> so we are just doing a small re-record so sorry that we didn't give you an episode for a week we tried we gave it oh our my best gosh. it was so bad I <laughs> I went back to edit the episode and I was like Katie there is a lot of static in the background I was like, like it, was, it was my fault it was my mic and I Katie was like really is it that bad I sent it to her she was like bitch we can't use this i was like i know weird like humming like like noise so i was like oh we're gonna need to give this a re-record so hey for the second time uh with the one with the boobies and we're also going to talk about the reunion or what is it is it a special is it a reunion what the fuck is it called it's the it's a reunion special. Okay, they're in perfect. <laughs> it's the reunion, the HBO Max uh, Friends reunion special. Just we'll say that. What were your overall reunion special thoughts? Okay, what would you give there, it? What would you give it out of ten? Okay, I am very biased because I'm not super into these kinds of things. Like right. I'm not a big reboot reunion kind of person Mm -hmm. I do think though out of like reunions that I've seen this was you could tell they sunk a lot of money into it Mm -hmm. and you could tell that they understood that it was like a big deal built up yes I would say I would give it like a six or a seven because I feel like usually when there's like a quote unquote reunion, it's just like a bunch of actors sitting around being like, and we changed lives when we did that episode about the thumb in the soda. And right. like, I felt like they actually tried to do a lot of things. They had guest right. stars. They did that fashion show, which I know you have opinions about, but it was something I haven't seen in a reunion thing before. Which uh, fine, they did trivia, like, table reads. I you know. just like, okay, I would also probably give it, I would probably do like a seven and a half is what I'm going to give it. But it's only because there were some things in it that just annoyed me so much. Like Justin Bieber, sweetie, I don't know what you're <laughs> doing here. I need you to exit. Who was the um, the model that they had? Cara Della. Cara Delavine. Nope. Bye. We got her twice. My they, thing they is, they did. They had some irrelevant guest stars. They had right. David Beckham. They oh, had Mindy God. Kaling. Okay, like no offense, but like uh, they have nothing to do with the show, and I really don't care. No, and that's my that was my whole thing. It's like you weren't involved. 
if it was somebody that was on the show, fine. Like, they had Reese. And, like, yeah, you played a sister. This makes sense. Yeah. Get, like, Tom Selleck, who was on the thing, to then have, like, a moment where he talks about his time on the show. More of that and less of Mindy telling us how TV works. I just, I yeah. need, just, shh, no. That's true. They should have given, like, because Tom Selleck was there, Maggie Wheeler, yeah. who plays Janice, was there. Throw like, him in a chair. It, Throw him all it in was, a chair yeah, with a cute it would backdrop. Have been great. Ask him some shit. You know? It's not that fucking hard. To hear more about, like, how they came to be on the show, what their experience was like. Like, I love, like, real fucking behind-the-scenes shit, which we did get some of, Mm -hmm. but I would have enjoyed more of that as opposed to just, like, interviewing random people who are like, I like friends. And it's like, yeah, we we do, too. We're watching it. Like, put me on the fucking special. I did, (laughs) That's the qualifications. I liked the, um, when they interviewed the fans. It made me cry, because I'm a Mm -hmm. sentimental bitch. And, well, I'll cry at anything, though. Like, I'll be playing a video game, and I'll be like, (laughs) oh, my God. Uh, But I don't remember what I'm talking about now. Can you remind me? I'm (laughs) such a stoner. Help. You were super excited that they talked to, like, friends, or yes. friends, to fans of friends. Yes, thank you. We're all back here. Hello. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I thought it was sweet, because it's, like, it's nice to see how other people feel about the show, because, I mean, I am obsessed. Like, I, it's mm-hmm. gotten me through so much in my life, and now it's just a staple in my life. I need to watch it to go to sleep. I don't need to, but I prefer it. You know, the one of Barbados is my favorite. Uh, <laughs> but I had to also, on my HBO Now or Go, or whatever it is now, uh, I had to put a few other episodes up there with Barbados because you can like pick like a few episodes to have on your yeah. list or whatever and it was only Barbados but I was like I gotta put a few others in here to <laughs> just mix it up a little bit um so I, did I do think but- it was it was good that they did it was good that they did it that way like mm-hmm. instead of having to have the cast be like talking about how like and people talk to me all the time about how it changes their life because when they do that it really makes like the cast look bad and like really self-indulgent so I'm glad that they like chose to do it and present it that way instead so you weren't just like eye rolling at these like rich Hollywood people talking about how great they are yeah another thing I would have liked because I liked the table reads but also we have a set so, like, what if we used it? Like, the kissing scene. Like, I, y'all don't need to, like, make out. But, like, and, like, it was great. Like, the lead up, because they had just been talking about their crush, which, like, oh, my God. Insert Janice. Yes. Oh, my God. We, we, need to, we need to take a moment to talk about this reveal that yes. David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston in the first season had, like, big old crushes on each other and had so much sexual tension and chose to not hook up. Well, and they the also said the that, well, because I think uh, David Schwimmer said that it, they were always in a relationship at the time. So I have a feeling that it went a little longer maybe than the first season. Because mm. if there were multiple, like, whatevers, then it had to have been, you know. But I probably when you start dating Brad Pitt, that's when you <laughs> don't. <laughs> that's when David Schwimmer was like, okay, I, I think the ship has sailed. I, I guess I I'll... probably lost my chance. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, that was a huge moment. Uh, that was wild. And I liked how they presented that whole thing. And then it was them reading the scene that like, mm-hmm. you know, we, and I was, cry- I was crying. I mean, oh my God, I loved it. But I also would have loved to see them do it in just even sitting in the coffee house. Yeah, like you know what I mean? It. Yeah. But not even, you don't even have to read cause they were doing it with their voices, even sitting in the coffee house, but also stand by the doors. It's not that hard to unlock them and redo the scene. But, and another thing that we were talking about um, on this podcast that we are re-recording is that- On the lost episode. The lost episode, the one with the lost episode, uh, (laughs) is that I was wondering if they got paid, and then you actually found the answer that they got paid, like, millions of dollars. They got, I think each friend got paid, like, three to four million, according, I think it was a Deadline article. Good Uh, for them. (laughs) I'm so jealous and good for them. Like, why did I think these bitches were rolling up just free? Like, I love it. Thing. It was so funny when we recorded that because you were like, "You think they got paid?" I was like, "Uh, yeah, bitch. I think everyone got paid." Like, I'm thinking that they're like, "Thanks for doing this for us," and they just oh, show no, up. No, no. <laughs> you Not gotta, quite. you gotta lock them in. Uh-uh. Oopsies. No, but I loved it. It almost felt surreal watching it because mm-hmm. I, we had been waiting for it for so long because with COVID it like got delayed and all that stuff. So then it finally mm-hmm. happened and I really enjoyed it. I did. I also don't love James Gordon. Gordon? James Corden. Okay, I'm so upset about the last episode because I did a perfect James Corden impression in <laughs> do, the last episode. Re- do you want to try to recreate <laughs> it or has the ship okay, sailed? This was my impression of James Corden okay, being go, the moderator. All right. <laughs> Now that I put pressure on this. The buildup is real. Because, okay, what would happen is he would ask these, like, bullshit questions that we've heard a million times, and you could tell that the actors were sick of answering. Mm -hmm. And so he would come in, and he'd be like, okay, say the line that you're famous for saying. And then Joey would be like, uh, okay, uh, how you doing? And then then the the audience... The audience would explode, and then James Corden would go, that was an incredible <laughs> moment, as if, like, you, what did you he expect? hadn't forced them to do it. Like, But it's also like, <laughs> what did you expect? You're fucking hosting the Friends reunion. What did you think they were going to say? Like, random things they see on the street? Like, and I get it. Like, mm-hmm. it's huge that you're interviewing them. But in, in my opinion, too... He just, and he's, he's great at what he does. I I have nothing against him. He just is not for me. I don't enjoy Mm -hmm. his interviewing. And I also feel like he's not, and I mean, he is really famous and he is really big. But for a show like Friends being like as iconic as it is, I feel like it needed to be somebody different. I don't, and I don't even Mm -hmm. know who, like, I don't know, like maybe not Oprah, but like something Maybe mm-hmm. she's too serious, but like I don't know. You know what I mean? Oh my who, god! Who would I you would have loved it if Oprah hosted all this shit? Because Oprah, like, Oprah gets to like serious topics. So like, could you? She like brings it down a peg. She's like, "How did 9-11 affect the run of the show?" You're like, "Oh shit, Oprah!" But it did because they had to cut scenes from it. They had a whole airport scene and they had that to cut true. it. So this it did. True. So they would but have something saying, to say. It would have just, it would have just been a, such a different tone. I don't it know. It really truly would have been. I, you know who I would have loved? I don't think, I don't think he's big enough or considered big enough right now 
to do this, but I think Conan O'Brien would have been a great choice because he is extremely good friends with Lisa Kudrow. They dated, broke what? up because she, they broke up because she moved to do Friends because she was cast in Friends. This moved is to LA. brand new information. Yes. And and so because of that, and then he was on NBC at the same time that Friends was on NBC. So back in the day, they used to do a lot of crossover for like promotional stuff where Conan O'Brien would interview the cast of Friends. Yeah. So he already has that like rapport with them. He like knows them like super well. He's a great interviewer. He probably costs too much. I don't think it's that. I think it's that. uh, He's like outdated. I think they don't see him as being yeah as relevant, which is weird though. But it would be relevant. He's about involved. Yes, and also he's about to move his show to HBO, so I feel like that could have worked. I think I know I'm biased because he's my favorite talk show host of all time, but I. I genuinely think he would have been a great choice. He would have fit in so well with the tone of the show, too. And he asks great questions. I didn't necessarily feel like it even needed a host. Exactly. Yeah. My thing was, like, I we could have just done more, like... I, don't, I, just, I didn't need mm-hmm. him asking them questions. And also, yeah. their answers about if they were on a break really pissed me off. They needed to be much more conversation about it for him to just be like, yes or no answer. No! This is a much bigger topic than a yes or no answer. This is very complicated. And then just down the line, everybody's just like, yes, yes, yes. Like, did y'all, did, did, right? sweetie, Jennifer, Rachel, did you forget? I don't know. Well, so, my, <laughs> something that we had talked about before was... Lost episode. Yes. <laughs> I think it would have, I think it would have been cool because I loved what they did where they talked to the creators of the show and they like kind of went through the casting process. Mm-hmm. Loved that because that's actual behind the scenes info. Yeah. I would have loved if instead of asking the cast, and they could still ask the cast, but... But they they asked them like where do you think your characters are now and they mm-hmm. really only gave them like a sentence to answer and they were all just like I don't know they're fucking like married with kids. I liked I think, their answers though. I liked them, but I also think like it would have been interesting if they had talked to like a small group of people who had written on the show, like mm-hmm. who had been previous writers. Yes. And like gotten a more well thought out. Like you, you could have asked Marta Kaufman or David right. Crane or right. Kevin S. Bright. Like ask them where they imagine the characters are now, because those were really the people who were steering the ship and well, deciding they, what direction those characters go in. They kind of touched on that when, like, they said maybe bringing it back that they like don't want to comment on it because they liked how it ended. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why they. But then why did they ask them? the question again? I don't like, fucking know. I'm just. <laughs> sobbing and shaking <laughs> uh, my my main uh the main thing that i loved was the fact that there were some actual like deep cut moments yes like i loved when uh i loved when like the the quartet came out and they sang that song and the cast had to try to like finish oh. the line and when and um shit, I... there was another moment oh oh when they brought out the chorus when they did Smelly Cat. That's what I wanted to talk about. Out. Yes. I but love 
Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? Oh, sorry. I was going to say, like, I liked those moments because they're not just like, oh, were they on a break? Which is something right. everyone knows. They were things right. that, like, actual fans who have watched the show would be, like, the only people who would be like, oh, I remember that exact episode. Because they weren't, like, and, super popular things. But I knew what they were. And same, because I watch it so much. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, my God, smell again. Like, I'm like, yes. But also, there, I didn't love... Um, I Lady Gaga is like my favorite. I've been to every tour. I love her so much. Yada yada yada. Loved when I I, I read that she was going to be on it, and but I forgot mm-hmm. while watching it. And like it, she opened the door, and it was dramatic, and it was great, and I loved it. But I, it felt like a weird SNL skit to me. Like it just felt <laughs> so rehearsed, in my opinion, because Lady Gaga does sometimes get a little bit rehearsed, and her just like yeah. thanks for being weird. It was like she practiced thanks it in front for- of the mirror. <laughs> A thousand I times. Try, I want to try my best, Lady Gaga. Here we go. Here she goes, Chloe, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks for giving a voice to the weirdos. That's <laughs> pretty much what it was. It and was what so I was, weird. Something that I was thinking and that I texted you after, and I'm loving that it was lost because now I get to say it again. Uh, a better fit, which I can't believe I'm saying this because I mean, my queen, Lady Gaga, my God. Uh, but I would have been Taylor Swift, in my opinion, and only because. I was at a Taylor Swift concert and uh, Lisa Kudrow came out and sang Smelly mm-hmm. Cat with her. Yeah. And I don't know. There was also, like, I love Lady Gaga so much and I don't mean to be negative, but it was just, Lisa Kudrow has such a smaller voice that, like, with Lady Gaga, it was just very, like, I'm the one in the room that can sing and, yeah. ah, like, it was just, I don't know. Like, I feel like Taylor Swift, it would have been a more, mm-hmm. like, chill vibe on the couch and, like, you know, a sweater and, like, I don't yeah. know. I loved That's true Lady because, Gaga's like, outfit, though. Mm-hmm. It was it was great. Like, Lady Gaga has such a, like, powerhouse voice. And that's yes. how, like, that's how she sings things is yeah. very, like, very belty. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Swift can do a lot more, like, softness. And you're right. I think that would have matched... Mm-hmm. Lisa Kudrow a little bit better right and like I can't believe I'm saying this about Lady Gaga like I love yeah. her so much I can't much, believe but, I'm agreeing because I don't like Taylor Swift but, but and I don't I mean I well I've been to a lot of Taylor Swift concerts and I don't like I mean I guess I would I listen to Taylor Swift I don't really like, know oh, it's I'm like realizing the, I'm a fan it's, no it's the nostalgia <laughs> of it you know of like being younger and like growing up listening to Taylor Swift and like thinking yeah. like I don't know it's more like that like I I don't actively listen now um but I I do think she may have been a better fit, uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed the reunion. I had a great time watching mm-hmm. it, and I wish I could watch it again, having not watched it. <laughs> I loved. I I could say overall, as cheesy and like overproduced as I think like reunion specials are, mm-hmm. and there was definitely a lot of that in this. What I really really loved, and like what I would go back to rewatch it for, is the fact that like. I loved that you got to see the cast seeing each other mm-hmm. and like like coming in and being like, oh my God, Lisa's here. Oh my God, Matt's here. Like mm-hmm. you got to see their genuine reaction and like reminiscing and kind of be like a fly on the wall. I mm-hmm. loved that. I loved, because um, <laughs> like David Schwimmer is like a director now. He like directs a lot more than he acts. I loved when he like went up 
to like they're all looking around the set like reminiscing about different episodes and David Schwimmer just walks up to the camera equipment and is like oh their their rig is a little different than it was because back in the day we had this kind of equipment and you know since then they've updated and changed a I was like what a director I thought that was so funny like of course he did that let's not forget (laughs) Ross or David talking about how much he hated uh, Marcel and <gasps> I it was just great because we had just we we just did the episode on how much we hate Marcel as well <laughs> and he was just talking about how he the fucking monkey used to have to eat like bugs on his shoulder so there was just fucking bugs and he would hear him like in his ear and his, you could see how pissed he genuinely was over the fucking yes, monkey and it was he so wasn't funny. even he wasn't even like oh that was annoying he went on like a passionate a tirade about it i was like oh shit he's bringing back some like repressed memories tell us okay. how you really feel <laughs> which i loved like i i genuinely think that you can tell this sounds cheesy but like I've never heard any stories of like the cast of friends being anything other than friends and I right. like you, and I feel like you could really see that in the reunion which I think is like really what people came for at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Um as much as I wanted it to be like I, I just I want I really wanted to see them acting in the mm-hmm. sets because like I know that they did the game but I didn't love the game like I wasn't the game like, was very scripted it I was just super scripted I don't know I didn't like it I liked the hand part with <gasps> Joey the hand twin the find hands. the identical hand twin that was really funny yeah I liked that part but other than that I was like this isn't where I and that those are the parts that felt like SNL skits um that yeah. I was well, like because oh. you could you could tell that it was scripted because like they had to get the answers wrong so that they could set him up to introduce like the guest star coming in i see and okay so like you could tell i think there was even a part where they got the question right and then it was either courtney cox or jennifer aniston was like oh i'm sorry like i i shouldn't have said it like they oh, were like shit, really like, caught themselves yeah and i was just like i was like okay like it would have been more fun if like Maybe they got a little more of, like, maybe they did a mo- little more of the game and, like, mm-hmm. genuinely played it and then set up, like, okay, after you do, like, three questions, then you have to get this one wrong to, like, introduce this one person. But instead, it all just seems scripted on those parts, which was not yeah. my favorite. But, you know, they got to kind of create a narrative, I guess. <laughs> I guess. But, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, should we talk about the episode with Zaboobies? We- Definitely should. Uh, this is season one, episode 13, The One with the Boobies, written by Alexa Junge, directed by Alan Meyerson, and it aired on January 19th, 1995. Amazing. Where do we begin? So we open on uh, Monica and Rachel's apartment, and Chandler just casually waltzing in as if he owns the place. Of course. Uh, while Rachel is getting out of the shower and he catches her walking from the bathroom back to her room topless and, and catches a glimpse of Zaboobies. Which I have to say, I've never in my life gotten out of the shower and just put the towel around my waist and just let my boobs hang free. I'm either full on naked or I've got them nicely gotta, tucked in yeah, to the towel. To like it's cozy. It's cold too. Like I've just gotten out of the shower. I'm. I'm ooh, I don't want also, my nipples out. Like, 
Also that, like, I'm sure you can relate to me, but, like, the feeling of, like, the wet... The wet like, underboob! The wet underboob sliding against the wet rib cage. It's the I worst. know Rachel Rachel has, like, nice little perky boobs, so right. she doesn't have this problem. Yeah. But I can't stand... That's why I gotta Plus hoist them up. Babes. We gotta <laughs> we, hoist them up in the we towel. We gotta dry underneath. I don't need a slip and slide just, like, happening. Well, I'm walking back to my room. No, no one can see the motion I'm doing, but it's accurate. <laughs> it's so true, though. So, the, and I get it. We have to set up him seeing her movies, but it just was not, it's not, it's not believable to me. No. True. Uh, also, while she's yelling at him, she grabs a, a blanket to cover herself, and he's like, it's a loose weave, and I can still see your nipular area. And I'm Again, like, bitch, look away from her yeah, nipular area. Annoying. Like, if you are her friend and you don't want to make her uncomfortable, stop giving eye contact to her areolas <laughs> and call it a day, Chan Chan man. You know? Like, why are we, like, making... Uh, I, have, I have many feelings about Chandler <laughs> in this episode. I swear to God, I love it's not this his show. Best. It, I probably sound like I hate everything on this show, but it's just I've never had the opportunity to discuss the way that I feel about things, but he's also being rude this episode, so I'll say it. You know what, Katie? The joy of doing this podcast is that we get to take something... You know, very lighthearted, like a sitcom that you're not supposed to take super seriously. And we're allowed to take it seriously. And, <laughs> and we do. Brave. <laughs> so uh, don't feel bad. That's the point of this podcast, baby. They probably listen and think, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they know that they're acting, right? This is... <laughs> This is a fictitious It's a character. show. Like, <laughs> calm down. These ladies, <laughs> they don't have a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, segue time. There's segue. a lot going on in the next scene. Because yes. after the theme song, we open on the coffee house. And this is where we meet Phoebe's date, uh, Roger the Shrink, played mm-hmm. by Fisher Stevens. I had to give him a shout out because I shout thought out. he did an excellent job. He did. Um, and Rachel is still upset with Chandler about the boobies incident. As she I'm, should be. I'm cringing now having to say boobies. I oh, that's right. Boobies. You hate the word boobies. We've had a total boobie rant. I hate the word boobies, and now I've had to say it the last time we recorded this, and now I have to say it even more now, and I'm like, I can't. I'm going to DM your boyfriend and be like, next time you see her, tell her that you want to see her boobies. <laughs> No, please don't. I will shrivel up. I don't. Your nipples will go inverted into yes. your body. They will you know, retract. Like how, exactly. Just like how a ball, like how balls can retract. My tits will just back inside. God. They'll go all the way through to my back. <laughs> like that's how intense it's going to be. Two shoulder blades. I don't like it when people use like... The childish, like I don't like the word boobies. I don't like when people say potty. I don't like when people say. I will. I do. I don't like the word stinky. Like anything (laughs) that's like a four, like how you talk to a four-year-old. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I don't need this right now. Put your boobies in my mouth. (laughs) Ooh, they stinky. 
why are they smelly? I don't, I can't go down this road again. We have to move on. (laughs) (laughs) I really, I really can't do this. No boobies, Um, no boobies for her. Oh my God. I think, I think boobies is a fine word. Like, my boobies. I'm so happy when when Phoebe corrects him and she's like, excuse me, they're her breasts. I'm like. Which I also don't love breasts. Yeah. Why is there so much S on it? Breasts. 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 I'm a fan of the classic tits. Right. I know they can't say it because they're on network, but. Right. That's the proper way. Stop staring at my tits, Chandler. At my titties. (laughs) Yeah, they can't do that. No, they can't. But her stomach looked so good, though, in the towel moment. Like, oh, yeah. Yes, girl. Amazing. She yeah. has a great body. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> I love that uh, Chandler's making jokes about the situation, and Roger's like, you're so funny, Chandler. You're really funny. I would hate to be there when the laughter stops. Which, like, Out of asshole. Nowhere. Yeah. Which is very rude, but also very true. Which I love that, like, Chandler is genuinely put off by this and for the rest of the episode is like dude fuck that guy because that would be my reaction if someone did that to me i'd be like what the fuck fuck that guy why would he just come at me for no reason i'm not paying you for therapy right now i'm sitting on the couch with my pals my amigos my friends so no we won't judge me thanks (laughs) also i don't actually think my therapist would talk to me like that because that's like not effective it is also very very rude (laughs) they would need to ask it in a different way Uh, then we have Joey's dad being introduced for the first time, played by Robert Costanzo. Uh, like, the first and only time. This is, like, yeah. really the only episode we get with his parents in it. But yep. uh, Joey's dad comes in, and he's visiting. He <laughs> he does that dad thing where he goes down the line and basically says everything wrong. Like, he's like, oh, uh, Ross, how's the wife? Oh, shouldn't have said that. Like, Completely unaware. Just embarrassing as usual. Gets to Chandler and is like, hey, Chandler, say something funny. After hey, quick. <laughs> after this therapist just read him for filth, so he can't And the way now. he peels away off that couch <laughs> is funny, too. <laughs> I, uh, I love that. Like, what a classic dad move. Truly. Uh, this whole introduction. Yeah. Uh, then uh, back at Chandler and Joey's apartment, uh, Joey finds out that his dad is cheating on his mom because he catches him on the phone with another woman. And uh, we get this rare... Also, why is he an idiot and talking to her in the living room at Joey's house? And two, to this woman, that when Joey answered the phone, if you're a mistress, you hang up the goddamn phone. Why would she be like, Hello. What? Ronnie, okay, Ronnie is shameless. She shows up at his apartment later. I understand. Like, shows up at his son's apartment. But what? And is just, like, introducing herself and is like, hey, what up? I'm the mistress for, like, the whole episode. I'm not saying Ronnie's a bad lady, per se. I'm just saying, like, she's not the sharpest. Joey's dad's not the sharpest. Well, I want to know your opinion on cheese nips. Oh, my God. (laughs) We'll get to that later. Is that later. why Ronnie is the worst? Later in the episode, we will get to... Th- okay, I'm just going to do it now. There's a scene 
after Joey finds out about this woman, Ronnie, mm-hmm. that his dad mm-hmm. is having an affair with, Ronnie yeah, she shows, shows up, up. Yeah. at Chandler yeah. and Joey's house, and she's just sitting in the hallway. In her cheetah. Yeah. In her leopard. You know, in her leopard and coat. She's, she offers them a cheese nip. Mm-hmm. And I instantly, as if I didn't, <laughs> if I didn't like Ronnie before, I hate her now. Because cheese nips are the most disgusting not that of, of the lunch time they're not snacks. That they're gross. no, they're gross, Katie. They're, they're just gross. different crackers. They're, they're, cheese its are far better. Cheese yeah. its okay. Cheese its. But are why are cheese its even mentioned hold right on, now? Hold on, cheese its. It's the cheese it's nips. Almost the exact same name. It's almost the same snack. Wait, because it's probably because Rachel's nipples are showing. They, they wanted to make a, a, nippular... sub, a sub nip joke. <laughs> I yeah, they were thinking on so many <laughs> layers here. No, here's it. Cheese it's beautiful, toasted, crunchy, amazing, goldfish, shaped like fish. They're whimsical. They're delicious. <laughs> you, can, you can get them flavor blasted. I've never eaten a goldfish and thought <laughs> this is so fucking whimsical. <laughs> Cheese nips cheese nips taste stale right out of the bag okay cheese nips already like they have a they're like, texture they're like the cottage cheese of lunchtime snacks it's like i can i guess i can understand how someone could be on board with this but like it tastes like it's already gone bad <laughs> You've got so many feelings about cheese nips. <laughs> I'm fired up. I hate cheese nips. <laughs> I didn't realize I don't that even was such know. a trigger. I don't even know how to transition out of this. I mean, I'm just where where are we? Up. We so dad so, came, cheated, he found out Oh, he's making Joey's the upset. marinara. Yeah, Joey cooks for the first time and, and only like time. only time. <laughs> right. Like Joey yeah. would be ordering a Joey special. He'd be getting two fucking pizzas. He would not mm-hmm. be and it's hot and I love it. And Joey looks very good in this episode. Like Joey's looking fine. Uh but with the when chopping, he's chopping like, those mushrooms, ooh. He wouldn't be doing that. That wouldn't be him. No. Yeah, I I don't know why that's like what they told him to do, but well, he's Italian, so they're like, "You're angry, make oh, mad and ever." So while he's angrily chopping up the basil and mushrooms and all of that shit, he's talking mm-hmm. to his dad, and his dad's like, "But I'm in love with two women," and Joey's like, "Well, I hope one of them is mom. <laughs> like, please tell me at least but one of them is my mom." Also, like, <laughs> keep it to yourself. Your son already knows enough. He is not the one that you need to fucking vent to, Dad. He's pretty shameless, honestly. Like, good and I, Christ. And Joey is the like the one who's like, yo, this is fucked up. Like, you need yeah. to tell Mom about this. Like, I'm not right. gonna like just let you not say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, back at Monica's apartment, Joey is like, you know, catching his friends up on what is going on with his dad. Mm-hmm. And Chandler uh, still cannot stop looking at Rachel's boobs he's making like like, direct eye contact with them and i get it she's wearing a gorgeous jean top with a white shirt underneath and it's really cute but don't look at her boobs anymore and i get it her nipples are always out but stop he's gotten his fill okay Mm -hmm. he's already gotten a, a good peek ross tells uh chandler that in order to to make amends rachel needs to get a glimpse 
of ugh, and he says this word that also makes me cringe. He says she needs to see your pee pee. Oh God, could you imagine? But also, like if you were hooking wanna... up with a guy and he unzipped his pants and he was like, "You ready for my pee pee?" No, baby? I would say, "You ready to leave me?" Bye, see you later, <laughs> pal. Um, but. My other, oh, I lost it. Keep talking and maybe my thought will Sorry. come back. No, you're fine. <laughs> I I do love this oh, joke where they're like, tip for back. chat. <laughs> uh, I don't want to see my uh, guy friend's penises. So even if he were to see my nips, I would not think, ah, penis. I'd get him back a different way. I don't, I don't want to <laughs> look at your dick. <laughs> I think I can't comment on this because I'm in a relationship. But if I were not, you're allowed to comment. <laughs> I think if I if I were not, I'd be like, sure, because I'm a curious person. So I okay. think I would. I think like but like a flaccid dick, it don't do nothing for me. Tr- no, but I wouldn't want to see it sexually. I think if any of my friends offered to strip for me, I'd be like, sure. I like. <laughs> I guess I want to see what's happening. Okay. <laughs> But, but not in a sexual you know, way, you just know what they in a curious like naked. way. It's like, no. I don't like, care. Like, that's, I don't know. Ooh, it's a <laughs> secret. <laughs> it's a secret. I'm just saying, I'm like a curious person, so I'd probably be on board. Let me see your dick. <laughs> Let me peep that peepee with my peepers. Um, <laughs> God, you're sometimes killing just, me. <laughs> Sometimes I just say things to get a good reaction from you. It's really my... Please continue. It's pure joy that comes out of me as you do shit this is like a, that. This is like a, earlier today, Katie texted me, and she she was like, when do you fart work? And she meant to say, when do you start work? And I was like, I was like I'm not a sex worker. I'm a fart worker. I have an only farts account. I fucking lost it. <laughs> I recorded me wheezing on my bed as I was listening to that. I love I love uh, taking things a step too far just for your own entertainment. <laughs> I'm fucking here for it. All right, but what's happening in this episode? Sorry, Phoebe, no, you're Roger. fine. I think because we've done it before, I'm like, God, is this episode still happening? <laughs> this episode is like two hours long. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, uh, well, Phoebe and Roger get there, and uh, Roger basically takes the evening to go through every single person in the gang and psychoanalyze them, and he tells Ross that uh, he knew that Carol was a lesbian Which, secretly. Like, no, he and didn't. No, that's for sure. That's not true. Uh, he makes Rachel <laughs> cry. Makes Rachel cry about her her wobbling weebles, like this old kind of like. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not true. <laughs> I don't know why it cracked me up. And then, <laughs> then in the ultimate dick move, uh, before Phoebe and Roger leave, he turns to Monica and he's like, Remember, it's food, not love. And I'm just like, bitch. That's not what you would say to somebody who's got an eating disorder anyway. Yeah, she clear like she has food issues. Like this has been a long running. Like we've talked about this in her character before. That's not the best way to handle it. Well, does she have an eating disorder? No, but she's like. Well, wait, but the way they talk about it is kind of like 
she does if she had, like, she's like, I can't get near the cookies because I'll eat all of them. I mean, that's binge. Is that, I don't know a lot about it. Uh, so I maybe I that, shouldn't even be <laughs> speaking on the topic. I don't think that necessarily categorizes itself as a disorder, but. He's like, implying that people, it is, though. Yes. Yes. Okay, so and, even and if she did have it, you don't t- say that to anybody anyway. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm back. It's still a fucked up t- thing to for say some to I anyone. Thought that she had skinny any or for some not reason. skinny or whatever. Right. Like, just don't comment on like the amount of food that someone's eating. Right. Cross the course. board. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. Then uh, <laughs> we touched on this before, but the next scene is when we meet Ronnie and her fucking cheese nips. Cheesy nippies. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she ends up having to stay over at Joey's apartment with uh, him and his dad and Chandler. Because he won't let them go to the hotel that they want to go yeah, to. Yeah, because she yeah. misses her train, and then his dad's like, oh, I guess we'll stay at a hotel. And he's like, no, 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 no. You're going to want to fool around if you go to a hotel. So, like, you're going to my room. Ronnie, you're sleeping in Chandler's room. I'm keeping an eye on you. No hanky-panky. Are um, you okay? Yeah, there's just, like, a helicopter really close to where, like, all the bushes and trees were moving. And I was like, sir, are you landing on these homes? Oh, my God. I can't believe we have paparazzi already. (laughs) Oh, my God, please. An exclusive photo of Katie recording that they were on a break podcast. It's sad in a SpongeBob (laughs) t-shirt. No, (laughs) but also, if I were fucking Ronnie, I wouldn't, like, oh, my, uh, my, I'm a mistress and his son just found out. So I miss my train. Go to his house. What? Figure your own shit out, Ronnie. She went, You're well, she a went fucking to grown his, adult. Well, she went to his house to like give him his toupee. Oh, that's right. Okay. And then she's like, well, I guess I can't get back because like. I'm about to miss the last train. Got it. All right. That's just fucking brazen to show up there to begin with. Yeah, I mean, call him. You have the phone number. You were talking to him on the goddamn phone. Or drop it off. You don't need to sit in the corner in your coat with your cheese nips and wait on everybody. I get it. It's a TV show. We've got a storyline. I'm just talking realistically about Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie's a little too brazen for my taste. Sorry, yes. Ronnie. I'm sure yeah. she's maybe a nice person. A little, little too much. A little too much for me. Um, my my brother's asking me what I want from Sharky's for lunch because we're having a family moment. <gasps> I've never been to Sharky's. What is that? Oh, it's yum. It's like a like a a Mexican fi- firewood Mexican grill. I think is what it's called. Um, it's delicious. I'm I'm thinking maybe tacos. Last time they got like a a lot of fajita plates, and I loved Ooh. that. But I I don't think we're doing the fajita plates this time. Um, I love fajitas, and I can't eat them without thinking of the one where Ross is fine when he gets drunk and has oh a bunch of margaritas God. and makes fajitas. <laughs> there I there's a lot of Ross moments that I'm really excited to dive into. And for some reason like watching season 1, I'm just like, I'm over it. I want season like 3 and 4 now. Let's <laughs> talk about other stuff. Uh, I think because honestly season 1 like is not the best moments for Ross and frankly they're like he's very irritating especially in season 1. A and, little bit, uh, yeah. I think they round out the characters a lot better, like, as we go on. Yeah. Um, but, and actually, like, a really good moment in this episode, in like, in this scene, actually, is when Chandler and Joey 
are on that little like pullout bed and like sleeping on the pullout couch bed and Joey's like talking to him and is like you know I like I sleep around a lot and I like I always thought that I would settle down if I met the right person and now I'm afraid that I'm gonna be like my dad and I'm just like never gonna be able to do that and I I love that we get this like vulnerability from Joey and I also think it's very funny like Chandler's response where he's like you know what bud I have faith in you like I know that one day when the right woman comes along, you're going to have the strength to tell her, no thanks, I'm married. (laughs) No thanks, I'm married, yeah. (laughs) I also like that he is complaining about sleeping in his underwear because he's uncomfortable. I also sleep naked, and I understand being very uncomfortable with any type of fucking clothing on and like you need to move. So I'm right there with you, Joey. Um... Oh, the next scene is basically throughout the whole episode. We have, like, Rachel trying to walk in on Chandler, but she walks in on Joey instead. Mm-hmm. And later, later Joey tries to catch uh, Rachel as payback, but then he walks in on Monica. And then Monica right. tries to get him back, and she walks in on Joey's dad. It's a whole... Uh, it's a hot damn mess. It's a, a domino effect of, of peeping Toms. Yes. <laughs> um, All the peeps. We also all, the peepees. All, all the peepees on all the peeps. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I did that little voice. But. I liked it. <laughs> all the peepees on all the peeps. All in you the want is a dinkum. Oh, Back God. to our Freud musical. Oh, if, you guys, if you guys have not listened to the episode where Joey does the Freud musical, I believe it's the one with the butt, and uh, you should check out that episode because... She sings for 20 minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, essentially, I wrote a new uh, a musical for, for, for Joey to perform in. <laughs> So now we're back to that voice. Uh, well, also, speaking of Freud, uh, because we have a, a shrink in this episode, uh, uh, everyone yes. tells Phoebe that they fucking hate Roger. Well, as they should. Get out, Thank Roger. God. Fuck you. And I love I love when they, they have this coffee house scene where Phoebe is talking to Roger about it, and she's like, look, my friends have a, a, a problem where they don't like you, and <laughs> Roger... Just like can't fuck, he can dish it out and he can't take it and just can't fucking, take it. Loses his mind. He's, he's like, like these cups well, should have fucking nipples on them. I'm not surprised. You guys are codependent. Oh, define me, define me. <laughs> I hear that one a lot. You said that you hear that one a lot too, right? Like, do you? Yes. Is that one of the ones that you hear? Like, oh, if somebody like, says define, in my head, I'm just a ima- Define me. Def- I hear it in my one head automatically. One of the lines that runs through my head. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. why I had to... That's why I had to give credit to, to the guest star, Fisher Stevens, because... Uh, he, I always remember this character for some reason, and I yeah. always remember his delivery. Oh, which is hard to do in a guest part. that I said in the last episode was that I texted you when I was watching this episode because I could have fucking sworn that we had already talked about him. Like, all of these men, all in, like, they're, I mean, they're I don't know, they're all blending to me. I don't understand why, but I was like, didn't we talk about you already? Phoebe, nah, we didn't. Phoebe loves a slightly scruffy brunette with glasses. Mm-hmm. Just, but I think that this one reminds me of somebody that Monica dated. I don't I even think, know. I think you were thinking of the guy that everyone loved that Monica dated. Yes! We were oh getting my them god, confused. yes, you have figured it out. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah
different level today. Holy shit. I was afraid. I was like, you know, we're going to be re-recording this episode. I don't think we're going to be able to keep the energy up. I texted you. I I texted you and I was like, why am I nervous to re-record it? I don't know. I was like, what if I am awkward because we've already done it before. Boy, we're wrong. It seems fine. (laughs) And you would think that my Perrier infusions was like a white claw with the way that I'm acting. (laughs) This is not sponsored, but this is the best drink that I have ever had in my life. It's Perrier Fusions. It's Mm. like a sparkling water moment, but it's got pineapple and mango juice in it. So it's like a cocktail of (gasps) just delicious. I'm addicted. I ordered so many of them on Amazon because they don't have them at the store. I tried them at like somebody else's house and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is incredible. I drink like five a day. They're amazing. We got to get them to sponsor, man. Absolutely. This is not sponsored, but we are willing. This is our free um, plug. Uh, yeah, but it's just really fucking good. But maybe it's making me like jazz. Crazy. You know, well, the little bit of sugar that's in here. <laughs> Where are we in this episode? Woo! Well, we're about to wrap up the episode. We got to wrap up the, the Joey storyline. Yes. So uh, <clears throat> at Joey and Chandler's apartment, uh, Joey's mom arrives. She's played by Brenda Vaccaro, another guest star that I wanted to give a shout out to because... She also has some really great delivery. It's kind of a shame that we never see Joey's parents again. Yeah, Um, it is. Because we do see so much of the others. We see a lot of Chandler's parents when Monica and Chandler get married. And we see a lot of Monica's because it's also Ross's. So, you know. And something that's interesting. Remember when Monica and... um, uh, Ross get married they don't that would be wrong Not to each when other. Monica and Chandler get married Joey is upset because his mom is not invited or his parents aren't invited yeah. because he thought all the parents were invited um, but we never fucking see them no so it's like they're mentioned I guess but we don't ever see them again so and yeah. a fun fact that I, I did want to mention is I, I was looking back and I was like, oh my god, we're like 13 episodes in and we've already seen almost like everybody's parents or at least like talked about everyone's parents. Right, even like, if it's flashbacks or what have you. Yeah, like, yeah. like the family has been a very important part of this season in a way that like they are not a part of other seasons. And so I kind of looked into that and I, I was watching a video about Friends, and in that video, they referenced this uh, this quote from the book "I'll Be There for You" by Kelsey Miller. And uh, in that book, she was talking about the fact that because the pitch for Friends was, you know, your twenties is the time in your life where your friends are your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of that idea, the producers really wanted to make a point to show why there were kind of uh, like some family ties that were kind of either severed between the different characters or there was just like some familial tension to kind Mm -hmm. of show why they would be more like dependent on their friend group than their like family unit. Like in that episode where everyone has Thanksgiving together. Right. Um, Yeah. That makes sense. And like the way that they continue that tradition like throughout the series because that's mm-hmm. kind of like their chosen unit because we have like we have like Monica's strained relationship with her mom that we've talked about already. We obviously have this background of Rachel's whole family where she's like 
trying to live this completely different like lifestyle and like change her life completely in a way that they don't approve of. And now we're right. seeing like we obviously like we've seen Chandler's backstory with his family and how it's kind of rough. And now we're getting this insight into like Joey's role in his family and like kind of unexpectedly how he's like the very mature older brother who like takes care of his parents in a way that we mm-hmm. never like see from his character expected. that often. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, just like him I making thought, marinara. Exactly. <laughs> which I just thought was very interesting because usually in a show uh, you wouldn't really see so many parental characters introduced so soon. And True. Like we're only three months into the air of the show at this point and yeah. we've seen a lot of them. So That's true. That's awesome. I literally had no idea. Out. That's dope. Um, so to wrap up this storyline, uh, Joey's mom shows up and she's mad at Joey for telling his dad to come clean about his affair. She knew about it all along. And she's like, she's like, did you not think that I knew? Your dad told me he was <laughs> sleeping over at his accountant's house. Like, <laughs> the man is not smart enough to have an affair. It's not the best. But <clears throat> the thing that bothers me about this part of the storyline is that she basically then says that she's okay with it because he feels so guilty that every time he sees her that he makes her feel so special. Um, fuck that. I want a guy who likes me so much that he's just already gonna make me feel special without going and fucking somebody else who loves cheese nips. Like, I don't, (laughs) that's not the type of relationship I want. And what, what is she teaching other girls? Absolutely not. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Yeah, you're like, you're selling yourself Short. Why Short. Don't, why don't you find a guy who, you know, just wants you and just wants to make you feel special? Cause no wonder you. Joey's out there having sex with everybody. He does not. This have is what's happening at home. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It's all okay because Joey says that his mom is ten times prettier than Ronnie, and so, so I sweet. guess that that vindicates uh, everything. Uh, it is a very very sweet moment. Yeah. And I love that we get to see this side of Joey, like, in this yeah. episode. I love all the episodes with Joey's family just because, like, he is such a little, like, tender little, like, butterball. Right. And I love yeah. it so I much. would also like to correct myself. Yeah. I don't have an issue with Joey sleeping with everybody. He just doesn't want to settle down because of such things. I don't, I'm not slut shaming Joey. I realized it came off a little slut shamey. Absolutely not. Love a slut. So, <laughs> no, just, I was commenting on that he we doesn't are, want to settle down. We are, we are a pro, pro slut sluts. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pro slut Sex production. Positive. <laughs> Uh, and basically that storyline ends with Joey's parents deciding to keep everything status quo. He's going to keep Weird. cheating on her and she's going to keep pretending she doesn't know. And uh, it's working for them for some reason. Uh, and it. then we also get this moment where Phoebe tells everyone that she broke up with Roger and she's like, I fucking hate that guy. And they're like, <laughs> which thank God. And, thank and that's goodness. Oh, 
In the last scene, when they're all eating pizza together, Monica Mm -hmm. is fucking doing weird shit with her pizza. If you watch the episode, she (gasps) takes her slice of pizza and she rips it in half. And then she only eats the crust. She rips the crust off of the pizza and eats the crust in small, tiny bits. So uh, take a peek for that in the episode. What were your extra titles? <laughs> yes. Well, uh, yes, that is the conclusion of the episode. Oh, we yeah. I figured with, that's it. The end. And the nipples were pizza. seen. The, the, yeah, the pizza. It's a... <laughs> um, my titles were uh, the one with the shrink. Yes. Good. The, the one with Joey Sr., and, love it. And the one with the nippular area. I love it. I heard these but days ago, and I have already forgotten them, and I love them all over again. It's okay, because I forgot yours. So. <laughs> what was the middle one again? <laughs> uh, the one with Joey Sr. That's my favorite one. Thanks. I also, yes. honorable mention, I would love to name this the one with the cheese nips, but I yes. think I'm the only person in the world who would care about that. Last so. time, that was, yeah, that was suggested for sure. Uh, <laughs> mine are the one with the therapist boyfriend, the one with, uh, the one where Chandler's not a gentleman, because uh, he's looking at her nips the whole time, uh, and the one with the mistress. Ooh, I like that one a lot. Yeah, and of course, the honorable mention of uh, the one with the cheese nips, of course. Absolutely. That's the honorary title, of course. Yes. Uh, Where can everybody (laughs) find you if they want to find and come look at your cheese nips? (laughs) Well, me and my cheese nips hang out on the gram. I've got uh, Instagram, at cuckoo for clothes love puffs. You can find me there. Uh, You can also find me doing some comedy videos on TikTok, same name, at Cuckoo for Clo Clo Puffs. Go follow And uh, thank you guys who who did go and follow me because I've I've been getting some more followers. And if any of you guys are out there listening to this, I, I greatly appreciate it. I love it. That's beautiful. Um, if you want to follow me, you can find me everywhere at Little Baby Kate's. I got a podcast called See Next Tuesday. I talk all about sex and dating. It's a real good time. Uh, it's great. Come on and listen to it. And for the people who followed her, you should also go give us an iTunes review and give us five stars if you're feeling fancy yes. about it. And I just wanted to like take a moment and thank you for asking me to do this podcast. I fucking love... She came up with this idea. She texted me one day. She was like, you love Friends. Uh, let's do a Friends podcast. And I was like, absolutely. And I love doing this so much. And like our friendship is growing because of it. And it's just, it's so precious. And I just, I fucking love it. So oh, thank you. I look forward so to doing sweet. it every week. No, I love doing thank this. It's you. so much fun. And it's turning into such a fun little show. And I just, I can't wait to see where it goes and where we grow. Ah, I didn't know Katie was going to say all of that. And that was really sweet. Sweet and thanks, and I'm bad at taking compliments, so I'm just like, oh, stop, you big oh, bitch. Please. <laughs> no, it's just, it's a great show, and it's fun, and I love you, and it's great. It's gonna be, ah. it's great. Well, it's uh, also, I just have to say, guys, I think, honestly, I think this re-record went way better than the first record. It so. did. We were a little more negative on the last I, episode of, think, about the reunion, so it worked out for the best. I think that I, I wouldn't worry you guys. I don't think you missed out on anything. I think you didn't. Just a week of an episode. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're really you're you're in good hands with us. <laughs> but we will see you next week when we talk yes. about the one with the candy hearts, which I'm very excited wait. to go over. That one is is so good. Uh, Yeah, so see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.